and welcome to the fourth episode of The Sycamore Tree, where we come to hear personal perspectives of scripture using selections from the weekly lectionary. I'm your host, Reverend Katie Collins, and today we will be reading scripture with Ashley Denham. Hello. And Robbie Collins. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we get into today's text, we will play a little game I like to call Show Me Your Roots. <laughs> Thank you. I get it. Where each of us answers a series of short answer questions to reveal a little about ourselves and what influences our interpretation of scripture. So, um, and that is also our little girl, Sammy, in the background. Ashley, can you go first? Are you ready? Sure. So, would you rather ride in a hot air balloon or a sailboat? I would rather ride in a sailboat. Did you have a mentor when you were younger or even right now? That's a good question. I wouldn't say I had a mentor, like a physical mentor, but I would say... I was always mentored by God and mm-hmm. always following the footsteps of what I felt that I needed to do throughout life. Bacon or sausage? Bacon, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one. You are having a big Christmas dinner and can invite three people from the Bible. Who do you invite? I would invite Ruth. Noah and Jesus, of course. And what is your least favorite book of the Bible? I always feel awful saying that because it's all important. Um, That's why it says least favorite (laughs) instead of the book of the Bible that you don't like. Well, I personally haven't read every single book, if we're just being honest. But I would probably say, I believe it's Leviticus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Robbie, have you had enough time to think about these questions? Bring it. (laughs) Would you rather ride in a hot air balloon or a sailboat? Well, does anyone actually drive a hot air balloon? I feel like you just kind of go where you're told to go. So I have a hard time with that. So I think sailboat. Did you have a mentor when you were younger, or even right now? Several. Um, I was in Boy Scouts, so I had a lot of great leaders there. Uh, Today, I have several. I'm going to say Brian Hilbert, just so he'll listen to this podcast. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, you like that answer too, huh, Sammy? Yeah, Sammy's interrupting us. Thanks. Bacon or sausage, do I need to ask? Well, it's a hard question, because I feel like sausage is like... The king of breakfast meats, but bacon is like the ace, where it's just like every meal, every situation, bacon always wins. So it's really unfair. But uh, to answer the question fairly, uh, bacon wrapped sausage is what I prefer. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag keto. You are having a big Christmas dinner and can invite three people from the Bible. Who do you invite? Um, first off, is it, was it Simon Peter who got stuck eating fish for breakfast that one day? So I feel like that's really unfortunate. I'd invite him so he can get some real food. Um, and whoever the disciples were at that time, because there's a bunch of them. Um, I feel like maybe Joseph, 
also because I feel like Christmas is like the hardest thing because he had to get like a gift for his kid for Christmas and a Christmas present. Like I get that as a dad of a baby who was born on the 27th, kind of emphasize with that. And then uh, Esther, because I think um, purple goes along with like Christmas dinner really easily. And she'd probably have like an entourage of people to come help like bring food too. So, yeah. You're going to have a big party. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's Christmas. And your least favorite book of the Bible. <sighs> My least favorite book of the Bible. I feel like Numbers gets a bad rap just because it's like the telephone book of the Bible where it's just like an account of everything that's happened. Literally the telephone uh, Yeah, it is numbers. literally the telephone book full of numbers. Oh, my God. Um, so probably numbers, uh, either that or, I don't know, I think Amos is pretty harsh, too. That's one that I just have a hard time really getting into. So, Did you know that there's a story in numbers about a talking donkey? Yeah, I've, I've seen the Shrek memes, too, about that. So I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Oh, yeah. That's great. All right, Katie. Would you rather ride in a hot air balloon or a sailboat? I've always wanted to ride in a hot air balloon because you get this view that you would never get before, but it's possibly also because I watched the Chipmunks Vacation, or what was the name of that movie? I remember that. It was where they were racing the chipettes around the world. Uh-huh. And was it just the chipmunk movie? Some, I remember Girls Just Gonna Have Fun is in that with, yeah, I remember this soundtrack. Ashley's looking at us like you were old people. <laughs> uh, but sorry, I didn't So I think that that influenced me wanting to ride a hot air balloon. So that's yeah. right on. Did you have a mentor when you were younger or even now? When I was growing up, there were a lot of my flute teachers. I had several different ones, but I would say they all influenced me a lot. And when I think of teaching, I think about how they taught or how they acted and how they inspired me. All right, big question. Bacon or sausage? You're pausing too long here. <laughs> Bacon. Bacon, right, yes. All right, and it is your turn to have that big Christmas dinner. And so who would you invite three people from the Bible? I really liked your all's ideas. In fact, I think Joseph is a funny idea because we I just don't know what happened to Joseph. And that's I've always wondered about that. And I really think that Elizabeth doesn't get enough of the spotlight at Christmas time. And so I would like to talk with Elizabeth. Well, and then, yeah, who, do you want somebody to play with? Sammy would choose Jonah because she loves her narwhal. <laughs> and I think she'd want to meet someone who's met a whale up close. I like that answer too. That's great. And your least favorite book of the Bible? I would say probably Timothy, because I feel like it's so frustrating. There are these beautiful lines that encourage our faith, but at the same time, 
it has some scriptures that have been full of controversy, and especially the one that says women shouldn't teach has always frustrated me because I feel like Jesus had a different message. So it's confusing about what the writer, the person, whether it was Paul or not, really meant. So that's actually one of the reasons I thought it would be fun to choose this one from the lectionary. The lectionary, um, kind as it is, has chosen passages that we love out of Timothy and that have encouraged people's faith instead of being boundaries to faith. So before we get into Timothy, um, Ashley, would you start us off with a prayer? Of course. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us here today to talk about Timothy and learn more about each other and more about Timothy. And I hope whatever comes out of today's podcast, we learn something new. Amen. Amen. Here at the Sycamore Tree, we have a practice of reading the scriptures in Lexio Divina. Have either of you read in Lexio Divina before? I haven't. Yes, I have. Um, so Lexio Divina is kind of a a way that we let the word kind of marinate a little bit. So one person will read through it. We'll take a second to let it marinate. Then we'll uh, say a word that stuck out, a word or words that stuck out to us. Uh, We'll read it again, let it marinate a little bit. Then we'll uh, think of a certain phrase uh, that stuck out to us too and try to be, just let the word speak more than I just spoke right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I like that part of it because sometimes we're studying the scripture and we just look at it as words on the page. But with Lexio Divina, it gives us time to really see the word as the living word present here. What does it mean? It means a holy reading in Latin. Wow. Interesting. So, Robbie, would you start us off? And read for us that first time. Got it. All right, so this is uh, the New Living Translation. Uh, again, words First Timothy 1, 12 through 17. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him, even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. In my insolence, I persecuted his people, But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with a faith and love that came from Christ Jesus. This is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them all. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. All honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is the eternal king, the unseen one who never dies. He alone is God. Amen. Trustworthy. Filled me with faith and love. Generous. Persecute. Eternal King. Unbelief. Trustworthy. 
but God. So now we will read the scripture again and listen for phrases. So Ashley, will you read for us? Of course. So I will be reading from the message, 1 Timothy 12 through 17. I'm so grateful to Christ Jesus for making me adequate to do this work. He went out of a, uh, on a limb. He went out on a limb, you know, entrusting me with his ministry. The only credentials I brought to it were invictive and witch hunts and arrogance. But I was treated mercifully because I didn't know what I was doing, didn't know who I was doing it against. Grace mixed with faith and love poured over me and into me, and all because of Jesus. Here's a, here's a word you can take to heart and depend on. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. I'm proof. Public sinner number one. Of someone who can never have made it apart from sheer mercy. And now he shows me off. Evidence of his endless patience to those who are right on the edge of trusting him forever. Deep honor and bright glory to the king of all time. One God, immortal, invisible, ever and always. Oh, yes. Forever. Didn't know what I was doing. Love poured over me. Witch hunting. Showed me off. I'm proof. Right on the edge. Thank you, and I'll lead us into the third reading. This time, listen for a question that you have about the scripture or something you want to talk about. So I'll be reading from the Common English Bible, again from 1 Timothy. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength because he considered me faithful. So he appointed to me ministry, even though I used to speak against him, attack his people, and I was proud. But I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and without faith. Our Lord's favor poured all over me, along with the faithfulness and love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is reliable and deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I'm the biggest sinner of all. But this is why I was shown mercy, so that Christ Jesus could show off his endless patience to me first of all. So I'm an example for those who are going to believe in him for eternal life. Now to the king of the ages, to the immortal, invisible, and only God, May honor and glory be given to him forever and always. Amen. So if I was to look at something that I have a question about is, but God had mercy on me 
because I did it in ignorance and in unbelief. Is that important? Well, I have to admit, part of how I'm hearing this is based on holding a sweet, happy, funny little girl who is <laughs> trying to do everything while we are recording this podcast. But uh, when I was listening to it this time, I thought about how a lot of times I'm so nervous about doing things just right. And some things in the end um, will turn out all right. And really, we're, we're actually doing a great job, even if we sometimes feel we're not. But this whole, like, um, him talking about him being the biggest sinner of all, and even in the end that Christ came to save sinners, even if we don't feel like the best at what we're doing, God will still listen to our prayers and help us out. I mean, if you're going to sit here and talk about our adorable little girl who's uh, resilient, if not stubborn, like other people in our family. Uh, and here he says, but God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others realize that they too can believe in him. I don't know. I, I feel like there are times when we wonder how anyone can be patient with how we act or anyone can be patient with someone else. You know, we know those people who weigh on us a lot. So I think it's a testament to, you know, if God was patient with persecuting Saul, the guy who did all these things out of ignorance and still loved him. Um, you know, what is he going to do with me and my stubbornness with this little girl or me and my stubbornness with the things that I don't want to address. I think I'm going to take a completely different turn on this. Go for it. Uh, one thing that stuck out with me is save sinners. Um, I think the biggest question I have is why? Why Why save them? You know, um, mm -hmm. I mean, everybody obviously sins, you know, so... Just thinking like trying to save everybody, but then the saying you can't save everybody, you know, it just bounces around in your mind to figure out what's a believe in that, you know? It made me think of your guest choice, Noah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those people were not saved. Mm -hmm. There are people who we disagree with, and uh, we think our trouble to ourselves and other people in the world, bless you. If Jesus still sees hope to change them or to um, work through them, yeah. maybe we can too. Yeah, I mean, the biggest saying, love thy neighbor, you know? I mean, who is your neighbor? Like, anybody can be your neighbor, but you love them no matter what. And I think that's the hardest thing is because you have no idea who your neighbor could be, especially what's going on in the world right now. But we're supposed to love them, and that's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. But that's what we do. That's what we, that's what we do. I think a lot of times it's hard to show grace to other people and love other people because we don't think that we have it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard to love other people or to forgive other people because we don't know that we've been forgiven or that we need it and we don't want to admit it. And even if I have to, I mean, 
I can think of things in my life that I've done that I'm not proud of. And I'm like, oh, man, I hope no one brings that up. Or, oh, man, I hope no one talks about that again. But it's really reassuring that, you know, the, the person who matters, God has mercy on it because he knows that, like, yeah, you did that because you were an idiot, Robbie. Or, like, you did that because, <laughs> I mean, you just didn't know. Or now you look back on it and say, like, I would have done that differently if I could have. It's good that God doesn't hang that over our head like I think we do to ourselves a lot of times. So I asked you all if you had a mentor because this letter is written as if it's Paul writing to Timothy, who was kind of like his student. He took him on almost like a son, training him as a teacher and apostle. And so this letter and 2 Timothy are written to encourage a young man in the field um, or to write to him about faith and, you know, whether or not Paul actually wrote this to Timothy or someone wrote it as if it was Paul writing to Timothy. I think that it's also really amazing that he would write, hey, um, here's you, the one that I'm trying to train and admit that I'm the biggest sinner of them all. Just as easy as it is to not forgive ourselves, I think it's also easy to think we've done everything right or that we're not, we, we don't sin. But that's probably because I was raised, a, a, or maybe I was raised a little goody two-shoes, but at least I um, felt like I was a goody two-shoes. Wanted to do everything just right. Yep. Do you think he wrote this? Like to Timothy because, I mean, he knew that Timothy would need to hear it. I think a lot of times we mentor people because we miss that mentor in our life before and we wish someone would have told us something. Mm-hmm. You know, we always say like, you know, we want to pass down the wisdom that I learned. Like, you still have it. I mean, they're like, we still do it saying like, oh, I wish I could just beat this into your head so you know this, Timothy. Like, Timothy, I was ignorant and I did all this stuff but God still forgave me knowing that like maybe Timothy's doing stupid stuff right now maybe he didn't want to put that in a letter and say Timothy I heard about what you're doing buddy (laughs) Um, so maybe it's okay you know you were ignorant when you did that dumb thing it's okay God forgave me he can forgive you too you know not so much even as like Timothy the Christian leader but just as like Timothy like I mean, Timothy didn't have 1 Timothy to read, you know, as for encouragement. He didn't have a Bible to read. or like He didn't have a New Testament to read. He just had... A guidebook. Exactly. He's just kind of like figuring it out. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. Someone uh, talked to me about like the idea of like Christian mentors. Like everyone needs a... Everyone needs a Timothy, but no one wants a Barnabas. <laughs> you know, Barnabas is, later on we would read about, like, Barnabas is the guy who called out Paul on his stuff, for lack of better Christian podcast words, you know, that said, like, hey, you're doing this, you're doing this. And I, reading this, I wonder how Timothy received this letter. Obviously well enough to have it published, <laughs> I mean, obviously. But I, I wonder if he read it and was like, oh, Paul. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So, I mean, putting myself in the listener's chair, like, because this is an actual letter. It's not just, like, 
theoretical thing. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, I don't know how I read it, but I wonder how it spoke to him personally. You gotta invite him to your dinner party. That's right, <laughs> and find out. <laughs> I think uh, one of the last things I hear my cute little girl making all sorts of noise and being very active with us is that Paul's encouraging us to, you know, realize how generous and gracious our God is and how it's okay to be sincere. And and right now I'm looking across at Sammy about to burst out in giggles. Uh, She's chewing on her mommy. And to say that it's okay to suffer through these little moments um, because we've got to... God is ready to show us mercy just like this little girl is showing us mercy too. It's a real life podcast, people. Well, and I have I have to say that I was thinking about the sounds of her playing and um, you know, being a mom in a Bible study, trying to focus at the same time that we're trying to focus and still listen for God at the same time and still give her the attention that I feel like she deserves. And it made me think about the early church that when they were reading this letter, uh, sharing what Paul had said to Timothy, there were probably children crawling around and they were all sitting together with their families. And it wasn't a quiet church service like we have. And it was like real church, just being who they are and sharing their life together. And on top of it, Paul says, none of us are perfect. I am the least perfect of all. Amen to that. This also makes me want to be, make sure I can be a mentor, you know? And like, I mean, you guys have Sammy and you know, my sister, you know, we have a, a new life soon in a couple months. And that makes me want to share my experiences and my wisdom to younger generations. Well, Ashley, Robbie, Sammy, thank you for joining us today as we read the scripture together. Thank you for having us. We say thank you to all of our listeners. Okay. Thank you for coming to our house today, as Zacchaeus said, and we'll see you next time at the Sycamore Tree, or catch us on Sundays at St. Luke Presbyterian Church in Amarillo, Texas.